Welcome to Tire Tracks, a banyan technology podcast driving the logistics industry. And now your host, Patrick Escolas. Hey, how you doing? It's Patrick Escolas with another Banyan Tire Tracks podcast. I have with me today Brent Hutto of Truck Stop again. He Great is to be on. Yeah, he uh, he's a sucker for abuse. Apparently, he's coming <laughs> on again a year later. How you doing, Brett? Good to see you, man. Hey. I'm a sucker for Banyan abuse. Okay? Hey, Not there all you abuse, go. Not just Banyan. <laughs> very abuse, okay? specific with as long the abuse. As long as you guys, I'm okay. With. I like that. Uh, so yeah. let's start off. It's been yeah. a year. I learned way. Way more than I knew about Truck Stop uh, last time we yeah, spoke. Yeah. But what's happened in a year for Truck Stop? Well, customers have a little bit of angst because the marketplace has come back down to normal after yeah. a historic marketplace. That was that's kind of a, a a normal human reaction. And although it's been a bit a pretty normal marketplace, I, I would say this, Patrick. The thing is, is that they're just adjusting okay. to a new norm, which is kind of the way it always works in trucking because it goes up and down all the time. Right. So it's just the adjustment back to a new normal, a new normal freight marketplace. Okay. The economy's got its own issues and things going on with it, but a new normal freight marketplace. Although there's challenges within that too. And what is that doing to pricing right now? Oh, my goodness. Well, pricing went from <laughs> a lot <laughs> per mile. We had owner-operators and carriers out there say, well, if I can't get 4 or $5 a mile, I'm not doing it. You yeah. know, it's like now the average is like 230 a mile. That's the average okay. of the whole marketplace. And so, look, there's good freight to be had. There's yeah. always good freight to be had. But you got to know where to look for it, know what part of the country to look for it in certain different times and different geographic areas. So, but pricing has come down to be, it's about 58 cents fuel surcharge amount. So that's okay. like, if you take 233, take 58 cents out of it, you see the real, yeah. real mile they're operating within. Exactly. Like you can make money on the fuel surcharge. Not as much but, as you were used to. Well, not as much. Yeah. So, so those things, and then inflation is, is another problem. That's a challenge for any, any trucking company. Right. And from what you've seen, are we expecting 230 to kind of stay where it's at for a minute or go down or up or what do, what yeah, do we think from yeah. there? Well, what I would say to you is we're in a seasonal time period, you okay. know, holiday shipping. So anytime there's holiday ship, there's more freight in the marketplace. When there's more freight, the rates go up, but that's going to be like a regular seasonal lift. Right. Probably going to be in the same standard marketplace around 230 to 240 okay. for a little while. And it may go a little lower than that for a short period of time. Then it's going to come back up during the holidays, during the Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays. But for the most part, just kind of a groundhog day. It's going to be the same. Know, same it's going old. To be the same thing, you know, for quite a while and really not predicted to come back meaningfully until maybe sometime in 2024. Okay. Yeah. And with that in 2024, yeah. do as far as meaningful, what does that mean? Is that a dollar up? What, do, what, no, is, what does that look yeah, like? Yeah, no, I wouldn't think so. Now, historic averages in our marketplace before the pandemic okay. was about 220 a mile. Gotcha. Now, that's when fuel was about 37, fuel surcharge was about 37 cents. So it's right, a very, so we're, we're it's very re relative. Yeah, it's to, a relative. Okay. So we're at almost, we're at 233 right now for the average spot market freight. So Next year, it could come up some in the rates, but it's unlikely it'll change dramatically. It's, look, we're not going to go back to the pandemic timeframe. That was a consumer-driven change in our market, not a government regulation change right. or not a normal market, freight market change. It was a consumer-driven change. So that's that's not going to happen again okay. because we're not going to go through another pandemic. Right. Well, well hope not. Well, right. Exactly. Yeah, no, no one is hoping for that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I agree. And so with that, and we expect that that kind of same margin of what is that? So maybe a dollar sixty between where that actually is with a fuel surge with yeah. the to about a dollar eighty, a dollar eighty. Okay, yeah, which is but still better math than me. Which well, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am from Alabama, but I can do math. Okay, hey, yeah. I, I don't have enough. I'm I don't have enough anything. coffee in me to do math this morning. So this is <laughs> math was my thing. So oh, I'm good. Good, with math. good. That makes but, me. That uh, makes. Uh, I'm sure that makes a lot of people feel more comfortable right. about what you have to say. That's right. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so the thing is, it's that, that what needs to get, like, for instance, when, and nothing against, our, I throw no aspersions into politics. I just can tell you that administration decisions affect things. Right. When our current administration decided to cut off the Keystone Pipeline, we became more beholden to the market forces of what oil is going to cost. Oil Fair. is really high. Recessions happen. Okay. When oil is competitive in the marketplace, recessions don't happen in the United States and sometimes worldwide. So, but the point being is that fuel is, is, is such a determinant factor oh, yeah, for the small metric. players. For yeah. the small players. The big players negotiate it really well, but it's still profitability. Right. So, fuel is a big thing. And then inflation, of course, inflation being we went through such a long period of low inflation. Yeah. And our dollar went further. Well, that affects everybody, it's- especially truckers. You know, they buy a lot of fuel. Yeah. You know? So, it's like 70% of their cost. <laughs> you know, so. But, yeah, it makes so sense. it's a big deal. So, so the fuel and the inflation is a big deal. So get those back in line. Profitability, the 230, the 240, the 250 is a, is a good profitable okay. amount. Yeah. And you, you mentioned two things that I think in my next kind of question, kind of yeah. talk about the, the government administration as well as the kind of the cost for, for those, for those truck operators. Mm-hmm. So AB5 went yeah. through. And so <laughs> AB5. Yeah. So well, it went through in California. Went through in California. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. But <laughs> just but in it, California. <laughs> but as we, as we know, a yeah. lot of the nation kind of looks at California yeah, for kind of yeah. that, how is that working? Yeah. Is that something we yeah. need to, to utilize or to follow up with? Yeah. And so that. We know. I talked about it with Ann Ranke of TIA last year as yeah, they were, her. She's great as they were yeah. still kind of that was still up in the air whether or not AB5 would go or, or not. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I thought was interesting was the if the engine is 2010 or older, you know, right. what, that's what, another part of it. Talk, talk to me about a, yeah. that because that's <laughs> a got, cost. You got two things. Yeah. yeah. And, and with that. Yeah. So answer that about what your thoughts are. And then I got a kind of another follow up question. Yeah. How many how many trucks out there are affected by that oh my goodness oh well that's gonna be a tough one for me to answer but i'll, I'll maybe give i'll it a, take generalities i'll, I'll give that's it a, i'll give it a horseshoes and hand grenades answer maybe <laughs> hey. so on the ab5 issue that is not a new issue it sounds like a new issue in our industry but it's not okay the federal government has been coming after oh but that's not fair has been wanting the trucking industry to follow the independent contractor rules and regulations okay. for a long time i've been in this market since 98 yeah it's a pretty good time that's a pretty good while and it's always been a threat out okay. there on the, the independent contract. I always wondered why big fleets called their leased owner-operators independent contractors. Yeah. Well, they're, they're owner-operators. Why don't they call them owner-operators? Right. They call them independent contractors because they want to make sure that they're emphasizing that their leased on owner-operators meet the independent contractor laws. Okay. Right? So you mentioned California. Yes. Right? So California is a very unique state because they're able to run their – EPA differently because they have their own, they have their own EPA. They have their own, and they, they're able to run their approach to a marketplace very different. And so this is why California is so important in the overall transportation marketplace. What, this is the old saying, what happens in California eventually comes east. Right. Because California is a unique state for a lot of ways in which they, they vote, in which way they look at things. They're very environmentally conscious, Mm -hmm. more than the rest of the the nation is. And there's nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. But it, how does it apply to industry? Right. Because last time I checked, industry is pretty important in states. I'd, I'd say so, so. But the AB5 laws, when the, the Supreme Court decided, uh, we're not ruling on this, we're going to push it back to the state. Okay. It, meant, it meant because it was passed once already in California, it meant it went automatically into law because it had already oh, been passed. So okay. it, was, it was in limbo because it went to the Supreme Court. Yeah. So once they refused it, went into automatic law. So you've got about 50,000 owner-operators in California. Most of them are on the drain side because there's two the two biggest the ports, ports yep. two biggest ports in, yeah, that makes I think, a lot of sense. in America are in California, and then the other because 
California's giant in California's big. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of population. That's right. Most electoral votes. <laughs> so uh, here's the point about AB5. They've passed it. Sure. There are approximately 17 other states in the United States looking at passing AB5 laws. And it's all for one reason. It's, it's, it's tax reasons. You get more taxes if they're employees okay. than they are if they're independent contractors. Because an independent contractor is an independent business. We are fundamentally at truck stop. We're against AB5 laws. Okay. We're, we're not against the government trying to regulate things. That's a good thing. FMCSA is great. Great. Sure. But, but they're not in this. This is a state thing. Okay. They push it back to the states. But the AB5 laws change the status of the business that has chosen to operate that way. So they've mm. chosen to operate as a leased on owner operator or an independent contractor. So it's so kind they, of that imposition of will. Well, so, you, so if you're a, a leased on owner operator working for another fleet... California says you can't do that. You're really an employee because your business isn't any different than the business you work for. And that's where it doesn't meet what's called the, I think it's called the B prong. Okay. It doesn't meet that. And so this is what's going on. So what, what, so that's changed things fundamentally in California. Yeah. Okay. But there has been not a whole lot of enforcement in it so far. So it hasn't really had a huge impact, but it will. Right. As more states come along that do this, then you'll find there'll be more pressure on the system. Now, the unique thing is that Right now, it really only reflects and, and, and affects trucking in California because all the other people that have independent contractors that are like hairstylists and okay. contractors, they were, all, they were all excluded from the law. Really? Yeah, totally excluded from it. Oh, it's I, would, amazing. I would have thought it would be more of a blanket nope, reform it's not, or not legislation. Not at all. The Uber and Lyft drivers, excluded. Yeah. Really? Yep. They, Uber and Lyft did a very good job of litigating that and got themselves excluded because they're all, all the Uber and Lyft drivers are independent contractors. Hmm. They don't work for them, not employees. So my point about this is a long answer, you think. Yeah. AB5 can fundamentally change things because you're going to take about, if you look at the pie of owner-operators that are out there, about 60% are leased on to another fleet. Okay. If they can no longer be leased on and they have to become employees, changes the dynamic. It's going to limit their options. It can limit their option or it forces them to operate their business differently. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. There's a lot of, there's a lot of talking conjecture on this. Not much to talk about now from an effect standpoint, but certainly something to look at going forward. Okay. And then you asked me another question about, about how many, oh, the 2010 thing. That's another really big issue. And is that driven kind of from, as you talked about, California as its own EPA, is that more of it from a green standpoint that they're doing that? Or is there a safety aspect to it too? Well, here's the thing. There's a big part of our population that disbelieves that we need to have the absolute cleanest air possible. Nothing wrong with that. Fair point. But how you go administering that is very difficult because you, you can't really administer it onto the the driving normal consumer public, because it's very fragmented. It's easy to go after the trucking companies because they're all aggregated under a certain number of companies. Right. So it's a lot easier to go, okay, well, you can't operate unless your truck only puts out this much diesel particulate in the okay. atmosphere. That was, the, that was all the regulations. It was called the 2010 EPA rule. Gotcha. I started in California, uh, but it was, then it was adopted federally. Gotcha. And so, so – so that made all so trucks. So this is outside made, of that, a, this that, is outside of AB five. No, that's, that's, this is not related to AB five. Okay, not gotcha. related at all. It's just in the same state. Understood. Because California's EPA. Just another example EPA of California leads, yeah, leads everything it. else. And so what happens is they want trucks to be as clean as possible. Everybody does. That's, there's no argument Fair with that. Fair point. Yeah. But it's like, how do you make it happen? And so most owner operators, the small players in the market, don't own new trucks. Right. They don't transition their trucks every three to five years. That was kind They'll of my keep thought. them for a decade. Yeah. So there's a lot of grandfathering and things like that that go into this. That was going to be but my next. Eventually, it catches up. Okay. So it will have a mark on the industry, not immediately, but eventually it has a mark on the industry because because trucks and truck engines can run a long time. Right. And you think with that, both 
you know, what we've just talked about with the truck engines and AB5, that there might be less operators willing to continue? You know, um, if, you, if you're on the cusp of, is it time to maybe put the keys down or what? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think that, that um, this industry has been at about the same number of trucks for the last 20 years I've been in the industry. Really? It's about 3.5 million. It grew some during COVID because it was a good market to get into. Right. But I don't see fundamentally because freight's going to continue to grow. So okay. there's always going to be opportunity. It might have some ones that don't want to put might, up with it. It might be a trade-off of numbers. Might be, some yeah, people might, drop off and yeah. some people jump in. So, But what you're going to find is you're going to find that more as the marketplace becomes more efficient, it will be more of a job that more people like because it won't be as difficult to do. In other words, most cross-country full truckload haulers are out 14 to 21 days a month. They're away from home. Right. So if you were, if you weren't gone, if you were gone half that much, more people would be attracted. Right. To exactly. Yeah. It would be yeah. less of a hardship. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Appreciate it. You got both of those, you know, it took uh, us a while, but I no, try. and, and you, you're very thorough in your answer well, too. So you. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, and then with truck stop and with truckload in general, one of the, the biggest things that's come up in the past year. And as we talked to trucker tools is, communication and visibility, you know, from, from a brokerage, from the shipper, what are, what are you seeing within that? And what, what new things has truck stop been, uh, identifying? Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I, th- I think maybe the reason that visibility was high, mm-hmm. uh, the need for visibility was high was basically to know where the freight is because right. in the pandemic, it was hard to get things moved and that was very difficult. Yeah. So, but now you'll get it when you get it, but now it's pivoted, Patrick. Okay. It's pivoted to there's some fraud happening in the industry. So that's uh, a big focus. It's one thing. Now, now one, is this new fraud or just a bigger number of it? It's what or, or like, I mean, like, is this something yeah. that's always been going yeah, on? No, fraud is, is, has been a part of our industry since day one. I mean, right. But is this a new version of it? As it's become more, as it, our industry has become more automated, it has allowed more cyber crime to go I on. I Okay. Stealing of identity. Because when you can do it electronically, you can do it at a bigger scale. Yep. It's not just I'm, I went to the truck, you know, bad guys went to the truck stop parking lot. And I mean, truck stops, not, not my company, but yeah. truck stop. So, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and they, they knock the guy out, knock the truck driver and out, and they steal his truck. truck. Okay. Right. That's not, not the right. I'm talking about the stealing of freight payments and the stealing of cargo when it's delivered to somewhere by the owner operator or by the carrier thinking that's the place it's supposed to go. But it's not. Oh. So because when you can electronically change things, then you can direct things in different places. So it's not the old school, you know, the old the wild, wild west. It's more it's more uh, surgical now. Yeah. But it's increased because these players use electronic means to get it done. So what we've done as a company is we've really, first off, we've communicated much more broadly. Starting in May, we had this thing called Fraud Protection Fridays. Okay. And so we were communicating to as wide as we can in the industry. And I'm on a lot of interviews going, hey, yeah. what's going on with Fraud Prevention Friday? I'm like, oh, hey, we're doing this. On, on how to protect yourself against uh, identity theft, how, right. protect, you know, how to protect yourself at a fuel pump, all different things yes. in the marketplace. But the, the thing that we've done is we've taken systematically, because we have so many customers, and we've actually taken our system to be able to pick out the bad guys a lot, lot better. Oh, really? And protect them. Because, oh, absolutely. Because okay. we have, we have such, a, such a deep contact with the customers. We, we have a system called RMIS that has about 350,000, a view into 350,000 carriers. And so making sure that they are who they say they are, that whoever they're, they're working with people who they are, who they say yeah. they are, and really purifying the information, trying to keep the bad guys out as best as possible. And is that just some sort of a kind of a, a high end credentialing system or dual factor authentication? What is all that of that? Like? Okay. Yeah, every single piece of it. Just like could we consumers go through that, you yeah. know, I put in my password, then they say, hey, well, can you get are you me, sure? Can, can yeah. you visualize? Is this really you? We're going to send you a pen. All of that plays into this. Okay. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing. 
slows trucking down. And trucking was, doesn't love this, but they also love to get paid and right. they love to be protected. So it's going to be a part of our, our normal freight experience going forward because nobody likes when the bad guys win. And it, and it kind of makes sense because we've seen the adoption of that dual factor in just about everything. You know, it started with a, yeah, right. a bank pin, but now it's right. every website right. or app you go into, right. you got to you really have to prove you are who you are. Yep, yeah. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, exactly. And I mean, so do you see that being kind of a good first step or do you think that's the last step? Oh, no, no, I, I no. It's that. ongoing. What, what, else, yeah. what else needs to happen? Yeah, great to get, question. Yeah. yeah, great question. Well, it's like everything. You plug one hole and somebody drills another one. Yeah. So you just got to keep plugging holes. It's like anything. It's like you're, if you, you know, if you're at home or any business has had to step up their cybersecurity yeah. and, and it's not if it's going to happen to you, it's when it's it happens. When. It's when, because it's just part of the technological world that we live in. Right. And it's up, it's, 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 it's um, incumbent upon great companies like yours and great companies like mine to be the front firewall, the front wall right. in between the bad guys. And we've and, got that because, data yeah, and the technology and the access yeah. to it. So it's, it's, so no, but it's ongoing, Patrick. Okay. It's ongoing. It's, it, it never stops. And I was going to say, does it, it just keep being that plug that hole, find another? Or at a certain point, do we start getting more proactive or that's tough to no, do? No, no, proactive is absolutely, yeah. You've okay. got to be proactive because there's ways in which to protect yourself to make sure that if you're a carrier, that all of your, you, your provable identity is immediate. Mm-hmm. And if you're a broker, your provable identity is immediate and what you know i talked to a lot of owner operators and they're always asking me how do they protect themselves i talked to an owner operator in the denver airport on monday morning when i was flying to another event before i came here okay i met him he just got back from hawaii and he said hey i'm gotten paid on this 2500 load they've been trying to chase this guy down for two months and i'm like it's unlikely you're going to get this i was I said, gonna I say think, i think you've been defrauded i said but send us the information right he, he had just become a truck stop customer okay really funny he kept looking at my phone because i have a sticker on the phone he kept going he goes, do you work for truck stop? And I go, I sure do. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You're an owner operator. He goes, yeah. He goes, so, so he said, could you help me with this? I go, well, we didn't do that. That wasn't, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't, wasn't one. Th- First off, that's not why I'm traveling for <laughs> class today. No, <laughs> no I was, yeah, I'm, I know, I'm business I class. I'm business I know. Class. But no, the thing is, is that we want to be helpful no matter what. Right. And so when an owner operator needs help and I see there needs to be help, we're going to help no matter yeah, what. So absolutely. he's going to be sending me the information. I'm going to see at least if we can track it down for him. That's real nice. I'm yeah. chief relations officer. That's really my job. Getting That's getting my out job. There. That's yes, right. Absolutely. That's awesome. I did buy him breakfast too. He just, his name was uh, Sylvester and his wife's name was Devin. Okay. And they run a company called Family Saddle Express out of Kansas City. I like that, great man. company. That's yeah, cool. great company. That's awesome. That's that's yeah. a great coincidence, too. Yeah. Like, hey, we just signed up. I'm like, oh, there you go. Dude, Talking to the brass. I see customers. What's a big industry? I see oh. customers everywhere. That's it's so fun. It's still it's still nice. Yeah. Plus, it's just you're traveling all over. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's all across. So there's going to be a different perspective yeah. from everyone, too. And with yeah. that. So I guess, uh, so I kind of asked the questions I was looking to hear about here. What's something we didn't talk on that you have as a message either from Truck Stop or that you're seeing in yeah, the industry here? Yeah, what, fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing to do is, and it's a little bit like what we, we talked about this morning here at the conference. Conference has been great. Really appreciate being here. Thanks. Yeah, it's just be about, here next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Brent will uh, probably be yeah, here. Well, He's two I for hope, two. I yeah, hope so. That's yeah, right. Three, got to come back for the, the, the trifecta. That's right. So what I would say is, in any business, you always want to look for a competitive advantage. Okay. Find the companies that can give you a competitive advantage from a systematic standpoint. So take those systems and adopt, adopt them in to your company and then use your great, talented human power to solve another problem. Right. It's not just go, go, buy, go buy a piece of technology because yeah. I'm a technology company and you're a technology company. It's 
deploy your resources the best. Okay. And so we're in a, we're in a marketplace that's a normal market. We're not in a horrible marketplace. Yes, it's not it's not what it was a while back during the pandemic. And it might never be. So we need to, we need to reevaluate if, if you're basing it on but that. I would say, I think my biggest advice to any player, whether it's a, whether it's a, a one truck owner operator or whether it's a really a billion dollar brokerage company is you've always got to be investigating ways to grow. Now is a good time because you can exhale in the market yeah. because the marketplace isn't running like crazy like it was during the pandemic. So now you can figure out strategy, figure out what you need to employ to be able to grow in the future because because growth is everything. And I think that's a great point because, you know, just getting the technology by itself isn't enough. No, no, no. You've got to make sure you use it. And I think something you said kind of resonated well with me is that a lot of times you go out, Banyan will talk to people that don't use technology and someone's afraid it's going to take their job because, you know, they're doing it manual. And to your point, don't use it to replace people. Use it to put in place so those good people can work on other tasks that you got to have hands on the wheel for. Well, I know everybody's afraid of AI, like it's going to take over and be the Terminator or something. But we, we've been going through te- a technological advance for the last yeah. 30 years in the United States. So no, there's, no Skynet. There's, there's, All right. There's, there's, yeah, no Skynet. There's more people employed that, or can be employed. There's more jobs available. Yeah. The jobs just change. And so there's always opportunity for anybody that wants to work hard. That's the American way. It's what we do as a country. So I, I just don't, I don't worry too much about that stuff. Okay. And look, I'm 56 years old. I've had to reinvent myself as a, as a worker yeah. multiple times. Right. And if you want to stay successful, that's the key. You kind of have always to keep Always look changing. to re, well, re, just reinvent yourself. Yeah. Find ways adapt. to fundamentally, yeah, absolutely adapt. adapt and overcome, adapt, right? Well, yeah, that's, that's right. right. The old gunny highway thing. That's right, adapt exactly. That way. Uh, All right. No, but that's awesome. Hey, Brent, thanks Thanks for for being with me today. Well, great to be with you guys. Hey, thank you. It's been another episode of Banyan's Tire Track Podcast. Thanks for listening and watching, and uh, stay tuned for more. Thanks again for Truck Stop and Brent Hutto. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate it. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tire Tracks. Watch for new episodes dropping monthly and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast apps. For more information about Banyan Technology, visit banyantechnology.com.